from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. You know it is my honor and my privilege to be with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, as well as our specialty shows we do on-site, on-location. Just had the opportunity to be back down at Marywood University for Wake Up Call on the road and sat down with Gabby Holko, the Marywood women's basketball head coach, and the Marywood men's basketball head head coach, Enrico Mastriani as well. Both teams are inside of the semifinals of the Atlantic East Conference Tournament for the first time ever as the Atlantic East is a newly formed conference inside of the NCAA for Division Three, And for the first time ever, I have the honor and the privilege of having Jessica Huntley on the show, the commissioner of the Atlantic East Conference. Jessica, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate you having me on this morning, and I appreciate your coverage of the Atlantic East and of Marywood. Absolutely, and and I want to I want to start with you. Kind of uh, what brought you to this moment? What made this opportunity the right fit for you to be the head and the founding commissioner of a new conference inside of the NCAA? Sure. So, I mean, I think what helped me prepare for this role is kind of my experiences. Um, so, I was a Division three student athlete. I was. I've been an assistant coach. I've been a head coach. I've been an assistant athletic director, and I've been um, an assistant and associate um, in, in a conference, a Division three conference office. So, kind of have a wide variety of experiences, which I think can be really helpful when I'm working with so many different constituents across our our seven member institutions. You know, I can, I, although I wasn't a very good coach, I can at least relate to the fact that I had to recruit and that you know the long nights. And so, I think just having some of that background is really nice to be able to have um, some re- relatable topics and and have them know that I have had some experiences um, similar to theirs. Um, And then I think, you know, I have been at the Centennial for six years as the um, assistant commissioner and then associate commissioner the last year. Um, So I was kind of ready to take that next step um, for a commissioner position. And when the Atlantic East opened up, um, you know, I think it it made a lot of sense for me in so many reasons. Uh, One being that it's you know, in my backyard. So I'm from Pennsylvania originally. Um, and so I, I had aspirations to stay in the area and there's not that many conferences in general in division one, two or three. So to find an opening within a location that I was hoping to stay in. Um, and then obviously the ability to kind of build something new from the ground up was really exciting to me. So all of those factors and obviously the institutions are, um, you know, institutions that I was very familiar with and, um, was excited to potentially work for. So all those reasons, I think I, I went for the job and, and wanted the job. Now, when you, going back to, like you said, being at the Centennial Conference uh, for six years and everything that you learned there, just, just what you could say about you know what, what that experience right before the Atlantic East did for you, what the Centennial Conference, you know, being there for the amount of time that you were there 
just what that did to kind of, you know, grow your craft and, and kind of show you maybe some things that you, you know, directions you wanted to go in, maybe some directions you didn't, just how that experience right before this experience helped propel you to where you are today and kind of showed you what you want, maybe what you didn't want. Sure. Yeah. The Centennial Conference was a great opportunity for me. Um, Steve Ulrich was my boss and he was very much of the, the belief I, that to get my hands on everything. He knew that I was eventually wanting to be their commissioner, athletic director. You know, he, he knew I wasn't going to stay forever at the Centennial Conference. So he set me up for, for success. Um, he really let me get involved in as many things as I wanted to. So I took on a bunch of the officiating stuff. So I was very familiar with that when I came into the Atlanta. East, um, working with all the assigners and all those things. And then, you know, I did budget, I did grants, I did really, I touched on everything with the Centennial Conference. And that's a big kudos to Steve for, for setting me up again for success as a commissioner. And then he was very big on, um, trying new things. So that was something I, I'm taking with me from the Centennial. So they started um, the digital network. They were the first Division Three um, conference to get set up on a digital network. And they had a Roku station, an Apple station. So those are things that I want to take with me here to the Atlantic East. Um, we are we are in conversations right now with some some internet provider or some streaming providers to to look into if that's possible for the Atlantic East because I know the branding behind that is really really huge and um, I think the parents really appreciate that and the students really appreciate that um, so I think the branding that I learned from the centennial and just the um, kind of the digital era um, you know social media digital all those things I really learned from the centennial conference and working with Steve and I had the opportunity also to be at a division three conference the great northeast athletic conference and Joe Walsh was my boss there um, and he's also fantastic and it has a very different outlook so I kind of have been able to to take both of their their skill sets and take their positives and and move them with me here with the Atlantic East. Um, Joe's really a strategist, um, and and that's something that you know the big picture. Um, so I, I often rely on both of them for counsel um, in the last you know seven or eight months here at the Atlantic East, and and um, kind of pick and choose what I'm asking them because they have their strengths, and I want to I want to continue to um, build off of their strengths and what they taught me. Speaking here with Jessica Huntley, the Atlantic East Conference a founding commissioner, and Jessica, like you were talking about your experiences and kind of you know what you've what you've been through up to this point and what you've taken away and different people that have helped you along the way. You step into this role and, and you finally get this opportunity that, like you said, is not. I mean, you don't get to be the commissioner of of a conference easily, like you said. A lot of these jobs don't open up. So when the doors open to the Atlantic East and they open with you, just what that means to you and, and what that means to, you know, kind of your future. I know you're in the here and now, but as a founding commissioner, you have the opportunity to truly build this and not just be a commissioner of a conference, which is hard to get into, but to be a commissioner that starts off this conference and, and really, you know, can help to bring this vision to life and, and be a huge part of how people see this conference, just what that means to you, because as hard as it is to get a commissioner job, it's even harder to be the one that gets to start everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it's certainly a huge honor. I was I was flattered and 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 thrilled to be the 
the person that they chose to take this position on. Um, so it, mean, it means a ton to me to be able to do this. And, um, you know, I, it, it's a little added pressure because, you know, I feel like I am setting myself up and setting the conference up for for the future. So I, every step of the way, I'm being very cognizant of this is this is kind of leading the way and, and setting the stage for what's to come in the future. So um, a little added pressure, but I, I don't mind a little pressure. I don't, I don't, I like a little uh, challenge. Um, uh, I think as an athlete, as a former athlete, I should say, um, we, we certainly enjoy a challenge and I, you know, with the, setting the, setting the pace, I think is really exciting. And I've always kind of, I'm not, I'm not a very creative person when it comes to like artsy things. Um, you know, you definitely don't want me to draw. You definitely don't want me to sing. Um, but I still think that there's a creative piece of me that, um, this type of opportunity allows me to, um, be creative, um, and, and kind of think outside the box for how we're going to do operate as the Atlantic East. And I've had such great support. And I felt that in the interview process, um, that there was great support from the administrators and from the presidents that they, they trusted me, um, to lead them through the first, um, through the first year. And as you move forward here to look at the the schools that came into this and kind of putting, I mean, when you start a new conference, obviously you're pulling schools from other places that are looking for a new home potentially. So just going through that process of bringing in Gwen and Mercy, Marywood, Marymount, Wesley, Newman, Immaculata, Cabrini, just what you could say about that, because in, in order to be a new face, in order to be a new conference, a new home, you have to fill that home and, and just kind of navigating through those waters of realignment that, you know, just seemed to happen. You know, it happens in D3. I mean, it's happened with Marywood a bunch of times, but we saw an influx of it a few years back with Division One and whatnot. Just what you could say about trying to find the right schools, and, and, and obviously when you're bringing them in, they're coming away from somewhere else. So just trying to, you know, kind of diplomatically make those things happen the right way. Sure, yeah. Well, luckily, the seven institutions that make up the Atlantic East were formed prior to my arrival. Um, so they obviously formed together. Um, and so I was not a part of a lot of those prior meetings. Obviously, I've seen the formation and, and, and seen the um, challenges that come with having uh, schools from different experiences. So, and, and I don't mean they're like bad challenges, but they're challenges. You know, we have two schools that came from the Capital Athletic Conference, and they did things differently than the five schools that were at the Colonial States. Um, so we're we're constantly navigating those waters and and kind of trying to get away from what they're used to and doing what's best for the Atlantic East. Um, so I think we're continually having those conversations. Um, I think that the seven institutions that came together um, fit really really well the parity in the conference is just phenomenal um and the similarities of the institutions again uh, it's just kind of on parallel in the in division three to be honest with you um you obviously there's still differences but uh i think that the the similarities are outweigh the differences and it's pretty obvious on a on a daily basis you know everyone's have has the same struggles everyone um is working in the same for the same reasons. Um, so that's been really, really refreshing to work with a group of schools that um, is kind of uh, in the same position. Um, so when we're looking at potential new schools, you know, seven seven's a little um, small, I would say. Uh, so I think people would say, you know, we definitely would like to add at least one more school, if not one or two more schools. Um, 
and so when we're looking, I think we're looking for a school that fits our mold. Um, because we are so similar, we don't want to just add to add. I think we're being very selective and, and making sure that the fit, it, it fits with these seven other institutions. And how is that process for you? Uh, is, you know, is there excitement kind of behind that for you in, in, in kind of digging into this? Because like you said, these schools, these seven schools were formed, you know, and, and a lot of those conversations and whatnot before you came on as commissioner. So to be a part of this process now of, of finding the next, just bring me into, you know, what, what that's like for you. And, and if there's an excitement, if there's something special to that, you know, trying to find another place or a couple other places that are going to fit the mold the way that these seven fit it. Sure. Yeah. There's definitely some excitement and there's also some, um, anxious feelings as well. You know, I think all of our coaches, especially those coaches that, um, field hockey, softball, tennis is both men's and women's and men's golf. Um, I'm just saying those five uh, sports because they're at six. Um, so finding a, an eighth member that potentially has all of those sports would really wrap up the, the some of that anxiety that our coaches have. Um, so there's some some pressure, some excitement for sure to look at what institutions fit. And um, we've had some institutions reach out to us. And again, I think I, I give our ADs, our presidents, um, a lot of credit for kind of sticking to, to what makes sense. Um, some of those institutions didn't necessarily fit um, the mold of our seven institutions. And, um, you know, again, there's some feeling of wanting to add quickly because of, because of those school or sports that don't have their AQ yet. Um, but I think staying true to our values and our mission and our philosophy, um, I think is really a testament to them and um, seeing the long term of the Atlantic East. I think that makes the most sense. So yeah, it's been exciting. It's been, it's been something I hadn't really experienced at the centennial. Um, we, we never expanded. We never lost. Um, we did add some associate numbers, but beyond that, it was not something I had experienced before. So it's definitely um, exciting. And again, a little nerve wracking. Speaking here with Jessica Huntley on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, the Atlantic East Conference founding commissioner. Uh, Jessica, to look at each of these institutions as far as their representation, their their athletics directors, just what you could say about you know working with each of these schools and what your kind of first impression was and and how it is now of working with each of these institutions because obviously you're trying to get everybody on the same page. Those those conversations sometimes are easy, sometimes they're difficult. How has it been to bring these ADs together and, and try and find a central message and and across all sports try and make this something, like you said, that's not only good for them but best for the Atlantic East as well? Sure. So, I mean, um, the, the institutions, I'll start there, the institutions have been fantastic to work for. I've said that um, prior, but it, it's so true. Um, the athletic directors that I've been working with um, have, have been fabulous. And I, I, part of it is, you know, they came together for a reason. Um, so they have an excitement that they want to work together. And that's not something that's true at all conferences. Um, you know, a lot of conferences have been established for, for a long time. So they sometimes take things for granted, I think. Um, and this group is not taking anything for granted. They came together. They took the risk um, to to leave and give up their EQs for two years. Um, so I think they're really, really committed, and it's been really refreshing to to have that commitment and and um, working towards a common goal, which has really been 
really nice. Um, I mean, obviously, they're still competitors, so we still have our, our moments. But for the most part, you know, um, from a big picture standpoint, they're, they're really, really been great about working together um, and, and being supportive of one another. Um, and, you know, from before I was join, joined the Atlantic East, um, before I knew of some of the institutions, I knew some of the institutions prior because of their um, fantastic sports. Uh, and I played at York College, and so I have a very strong memory of Marymount women's basketball because we we lost to them often. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I was very familiar with Marymount prior to my arrival and, and their competitiveness, and um, particularly in women's basketball. And obviously women's basketball, men's basketball, lacrosse is, are very, very strong. Um, we obviously have some other sports that are strong as well, but those are the two that kind of come to, to mind um, and did prior to my arrival as well with Cabrini and Marymount and um, some others that have had some strong successes in the past in those two sports. Um, so it's been really exciting and it's been a really exciting basketball season. Going back to your playing days, you know, just like uh, like you said, you know, you remembered all too well of some of these experiences and, and certain teams that are here now. I mean, to come full circle from when you played to now being the commissioner overseeing all of this, could you have ever seen this plan? I mean, they say if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. But could could you see playing on the court against these teams and then now being over, you know, being the overseer? Of, of these essentially so you lose to this school and now you're the one that's speaking to this school about being a part of the conference and working together I mean could you have ever written this story so to speak no definitely not definitely not and and as I mentioned before my career has kind of gone a little bit all over the place in, in the in athletics world in division three world um so no I I don't think I ever envisioned myself necessarily in this position but it's funny to think back when I was a student athlete I remember our commissioner coming to some of our games um it was Dick Cook at the time of the CAC and great man and I I just thinking when I saw him and how how, how much that meant to me that he came to games um I always kind of keep that in the back of my mind when I show up to games that you know the student athletes are looking and they are they are appreciative um so yeah I definitely could never have written that in my uh plan but it, I'm, I'm definitely happy and thankful to be where I am and you talk about you know going out to games and, and being a part of this just how important it is for you to to have that face time for these institutions to know that their commissioner is there that you care that you're not just saying something but you're doing something as well how important is it for you to you know go out to these schools and be at a game and and you know whether you're whether they know you're coming or not to make sure that you are a part of these things and that these institutions feel that their commissioner genuinely cares for them and and will take time out of her life to be a part of what they're doing yeah, it's very important to me, especially in year one, um, especially to our student athletes and our coaches. Um, I think the administrators know that I care and that I'm very invested in this conference, um, but the coaches and the student athletes, I haven't had the opportunity to get to know as well. So letting them see me and, and getting to know them. Um, you know, I, I used to be on an institution and I, I certainly miss that day-to-day -day interaction with the student athletes. So whenever I get back to a campus, um, it's a good reminder of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, because, you know, otherwise you could get very 
removed, I, I wouldn't have to see student athletes on a very regular basis. Um, and sometimes that will, you know, impact how you work and, and um, your motivation. So I think just going out to see the student athletes and, and reminding myself why I'm doing what I'm doing is, is great for me. And then obviously it's great for them to be able to see me and, and know that I'm vested in this um, in the Atlantic East. Before letting you go here, speaking here with Jessica Huntley, the uh, commissioner of the Atlantic East Conference, you spoke a little bit about uh, your mentors, which is something that I definitely wanted to get to and kind of where you pulled that inspiration from. How do you feel year one has gone so far? I know that this conference was formed and kind of going, you know, through the summer going into these seasons here and where we're at right now. So it's, it's not, you know, a full calendar year, but how do you feel things have gone so far? I think everything is going really, really well. I um, I think I mentioned this a little prior, but the, the parity of the conference is just fantastic. Um, the fall was a good indicator of why why these schools came together um, and why it makes sense to be a part of the Atlantic East. Our seven, our seven institutions, all seven institutions were um, represented in our championship games this fall in across the four team sports in field hockey, volleyball, men's and women's soccer. All seven institutions were in a championship game, which to me is just a, it's just that that's a testament to, to the conference and, and the parody and why this, why this all came together. Um, so I, it, just the competitiveness across the board is really fantastic. Um, now, obviously, I had nothing to do with that, um, but but it still is, you know, I think it's just a testament to the conference and, and the successes that we're going to have. Um, and, you know, we had a, a launch event that I think went really well, just trying to kick off and get everyone to know each other. Um, so, yeah, I think year one is off to a really great start. We had NCAA convention and we had great representation um, from some presidents some from some vps some senior women administrators we even had a student athlete in attendance um and so you know we went out we all went out to dinner and it really got to enjoy each other's company so i think everything is going really really well um, we have some things we want to continue to work on and, and um, put into motion for the future but overall year one is off to a good start so we're inside of the playoffs. So there's a lot of different things going on, and, and I've been covering the uh, men's basketball and women's basketball side of things. Just what you can say about, you know, and, and obviously being in the Northeast and, and, you know, being on the East Coast in general, weather is something that kind of rolls with this. So how, how have you kind of taken that into a, as a commissioner? I, I know that you're no stranger to it, but we know that things change. There's a schedule change for the tournaments for men's and women's basketball and just kind of ad-libbing with that and making sure that all of that works. How do you how do you handle something like that? Because you want to make sure teams have rest time and time to get to where they need to go and just how you balance all of those things when, you know, nature is nature here in the Northeast and you can't control it. Yeah, that's always a fun one, especially during playoffs. <laughs> especially during playoffs, playoffs. Um, certainly, everyone's a little bit, um, uh, a little more high strung than normal. Um, so, so making those decisions, I don't. I certainly don't make them lightly. Um, so, I, I certainly use counsel with all of our administrators. So, I, I, I basically, I picked up the phone and talked to all of our ads. Said, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the what, what winter storm coming in. Um, how are you feeling? And I think they were all on board. I think, 
you think of safety first. Um, and so when that, when you put that factor in there, um, it was kind of a no brainer at that point. And all, most of our institutions are closed today. So I'm very happy with our decision <laughs> to make the change. And, and then you have to think about, okay, well, what does the turnaround time look like? Um, no one's playing on Friday. So there's still a day of rest in there. Um, because there was, you know, an institution or two that had said, well, should we consider moving the championship game? Um, but you know, oftentimes our teams are playing tournaments that are Friday, Saturday. So this is not necessarily anything new. Obviously the travel we have to think about is a little different than a tournament would be. Um, so having that day in between obviously makes sense. Um, and a lot of conferences run a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday tournament. So it's not something completely unheard of. And I actually think the CAC does that. Um, so it's something that some of our schools were familiar with anyway. So yeah, it's, it's not, it's never a really fun decision, but I think it's important that we stay on top of those things and, and pay attention to what's going on and, and making the decision based on safety. So I am a, a pacer and obviously spent my time at Marywood University. And I wanted to ask you here before we close up, speaking with Jessica Huntley, the founding commissioner of the Atlantic East Conference, just what your thoughts have been on Marywood University, you know, directly. I know both of their basketball programs are inside of the final four in their respective tournaments here in the Atlantic East. And just what your takeaways have been of Marywood University as a university and for their athletics in general, just what your experience has been with them. Sure. Yeah, Marywood. Um, I grew up in the Berwick area, um, so I was familiar with Marywood prior to my arrival because of its location close to my, my hometown. Um, obviously, it has a great reputation, and everyone that I've worked with at Marywood has been fantastic so far. Um, Mary Jo Gunning, Dr. Gunning, has been fantastic, a huge supporter of the Atlantic East, a huge supporter of mine, um, a great uh you know, mentor to, to be able to call up and, and chat about things. Um, so she's been, she's been really great to work with and all of the staff has been, you know, we've actually hosted quite a few championships there up there already. Uh, we had cross country up there, um, in the fall and then we just finished up our swim swimming championships, um, just last weekend. Um, and the staff, you know, have been, fantastic and and I really have nothing bad to say and there's a bunch of new coaches that I've gotten to know um, and they're all really excited and and proud to be part of Marywood. And so in this this final piece of this uh, Jessica you have now had time within this seat to see a, a lot of different pieces of what it is to be the commissioner. I know that leading up to this your experience has given you a lot of different elements of this but what are some of the things that we don't know? You know, what what your day-to-day or maybe some things that come up, things that, that people wouldn't think of a commissioner having to sit there and do because, you know, you see a commissioner go up to the podium, you, you see them give their speeches, you, you, you see the big news about digital networks and TV networks and, and this, that, and the other, and, and obviously we see tournament time and different things or if there's a schedule change. But what are some of those other pieces that maybe we don't see that, you have experience that you think, you know, are something worth noting and, and worth merit sitting in the seat that you're sitting in right now? Sure. I mean, I think it's a lot of relationship building. Um, so working with our coaches to make sure, you know, sometimes I'm just working with them on a daily basis. Let's let's make sure that we have a coaches meeting after the season. Let's have make sure that, you know, you guys are all on the same board, page. Um so it's a lot of administrative stuff, too. So getting the ADs meetings ready, getting the president's meetings ready. And it's not just like putting together an agenda. I try to be very thorough with 
Um, you know, if we're going to have a discussion about sportsmanship, for example, I want to make sure that I have kind of a background um, for them to read over prior to our meeting. So those those meeting preparations actually take a lot of time. Um, you wouldn't think that they would, but they do. And I think that the, that's really important because that sets us up um, for continuing to move forward as a conference. Um, those AD meetings, we only meet five times a year, four or five times a year. Um, so they're very important. And, and I, I, I spend probably more time than I would have thought, um, even coming into this position, um, getting those ready. And then, like I said, kind of organizing the coaches, organizing the different administrators, the senior women administrators, the, the coaches. Um, we hope to meet with our faculty athletic reps, kind of organizing all of those things. And then obviously we're doing a lot with social media. Um, I, I do have an assistant. He does 99% of that stuff, but I'm still, you know, trying to stay up on it. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Uh, and it's a two-person office, so we both have to do a lot of things outside of necessarily our scope of what our job description is. Um, you know, some days I'm writing bills um, or paying bills. Some days, some days I'm, you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place. Some days I'm just on the phone counseling one of our ADs through a compliance thing. Um, so there's one day, no days are the same. I can certainly say that. And, and and being in the position that you're in as the commissioner, like you said, in social media, commissioners back in the day that didn't have to worry about putting something out on Twitter or on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever it may be. How has that element been for you? Because, I mean, you had your playing days, and, and like you said, you talked about coaching and whatnot. There are times throughout history that no one will believe us anymore now, that Facebook didn't exist, that Twitter didn't exist, that you couldn't go online instantaneously and say something positive, negative, or somewhere in between. How have you handled that world as a commissioner, knowing that we live in a place now where anybody, anywhere, at any time can get information out there? How has that been a challenge as a commissioner and just kind of what you've taken away from that? Yeah, it's, it can be overwhelming at times, I think. I, I try to be, um, you know, I try to stay on top of social media. I probably could be even better about it from a personal standpoint. I know a lot of commissioners and athletic administrators have kind of their commissioner Twitter or their commissioner Facebook or whatever. Um, I, I don't have any of those yet and I, I, I dabble with that idea often um, but I <clears throat> at, at this point I haven't haven't done that and I you know I'm obviously cognizant of what I put up on my personal pages um, because all of that stuff can be used against you I guess for lack of a better word um, <clears throat> but you know I'm, I'm very cognizant and um, I, I think I've always been very much like if I don't want my parents or my grandparents to see those things why would I put them up there anyways um, so from a personal standpoint I feel like I I've always conducted myself pretty professionally on my on my social media pages um and then from like a, atlantic east um <clears throat> you know we have to look for anyone that might be bashing the atlantic east or one of our institutions um that's something that you know would you pay attention to or if our student athletes are are not doing something they should be i would certainly reach out to the ad administrators but i am by no means um, checking up on our, our Facebook, our Instagram, any of that stuff on a regular basis. That would just be things that come across my, uh, uh, you know, by happenstance, I guess. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just always being cognizant and knowing that that's where the, where our student athletes are. So we definitely have to utilize, um, social media, but just being smart about how we use it. 
and, and in closing to not only be a commissioner, but, you know, to be leading this conference of the Atlantic East. And in the world we live in today, it seems like, you know, equality is something that gets lost in the shuffle, unfortunately, in 2019. And it should have never been this way, but it feels that way even in the here and now to not only be a human being who has worked through the trenches to get to where you where you are today, but to be leading this conference and be a commissioner as a female, just what that means to you, to people that are, are looking to you from, you know, obviously the, the female community and the community in general, that this leadership role is there, it is yours, and it's something that sadly may have not been there in the past for women, and even in the here and now, maybe the respect isn't there as always as it's deserved. So how have you handled that, and just what you can say about being a representation that the person that is the best fit for the job should be the person that gets the job? Yeah, it's something that I, I think about often, and I probably um, don't speak about it as much as I probably should. Um, I, you know, I just spoke at Wesley, at um, Wesley, they had a women's and girls uh, sports dinner, and I was one of the speakers down there. And I said, you know, when you thought about your commissioner, would you have pictured me? Um, and, and somebody said no. And, and, you know, it's sad to think you're like you said, that that's where we still are um, in 2019, that I, I should be, I should look differently. Um and so I'm proud that I'm able to be in this position and be a role model for our student athletes, for our female student athletes. No, you can be in a position like this, even if it's not a commissioner, it's some other leadership role um, in whatever field that they're in. So yeah, I'm, I'm very proud to be a role model for all of them. And I, I don't, I take that very seriously. Um, and I want to be able to help our students along all everyone that had helped me along. Um, I, I want to be able to, to give back as well. Um, and I'm very proud of Division Three um, for all of that they've done for for ethnic minorities and women. Um, I, I couldn't be in this position probably without the NCAA's um, grants and all the opportunities that they provide for for women and ethnic minorities in Division Three. And I think Division Three has the biggest representation of women commissioners um, out of any division, which is again something I'm proud of. And um, so when I walk into the room, it's not it's not me just representing the woman's voice. And I'm, um, I, so I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, coming from Jessica Huntley, the founding commissioner of the Atlantic East conference, Jessica, I know it's your first time on the show. I appreciate you spending us uh, some extended time here on wake up call with Dan Tortora. And it would be my honor to have you back. And, and I really do thank you, especially during playoff time for taking some time to be on the show. Sure, no problem. And I really appreciate you reaching out to me and, and again, being a supporter of Marywood and the Atlantic East and all you do for um, promotion for Marywood and the Atlantic East. So thank you very much. Absolutely. So have yourself a good day, and I hope the weather treats you well for the rest of these seasons. All right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Take care. Take care. That coming from Jessica Huntley. Once again, Jessica Huntley, the commissioner of the Atlantic East Conference, and uh, very happy to have her here on the broadcast and, and for the first time and hopefully many times to come from here. So I, I definitely I cannot thank her enough for being a piece of the show today and for, you know, spending some time with us. And like I said, especially during playoff time and, you know, the weather's still here and Poxitani Phil is a liar. <laughs> so, but the snow is still here. So, you know, it, it's definitely, uh, it, it means a lot. You know, I've gotten to speak with, you know, commissioners uh, throughout uh, different conferences, and I joke that I have to, 
cover a, a conference that starts with A and ends with C because I do a lot of work with the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, and John Swafford is on the show all the time throughout the year. I mean, numerous times each year he's with us. And, you know, someone who I consider a friend that is on here a lot as well is the American Athletic Conference Commissioner, the AAC, is Mike Oresco, who used to be with the Big East, the old Big East. So Mike is no stranger. And now the AEC, the Atlantic East, Jessica Huntley being on the show today. So, you know, it's, it's, it definitely means a lot. I know commissioners have a lot to deal with. And so with all the work that they have on their plate and never a dull moment, so to speak, I I definitely uh, am thankful for John Swafford and Mike Oresco and Jessica Huntley and, and, you know, people that, that take the time to represent their conference and do it here on wake up call and, and, you know, have those conversations that's, that you're not hearing in the media and at press conferences and whatnot. So I thank you all very, very much. And I thank you for the work that you're doing. And uh, Jessica, as I said, you know, it's your first time on the show. And I look forward to many, many more. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep building the Atlantic East. And when you build things the right way with a good foundation that's sound, sky's the limit. So I like the thought that there's expansion in the water. I think that that's great, too. So I'm very excited for what's to come, and and I definitely will be paying attention. 